And we are back. Phil Williams, right side radio, solid conservative, just plain right, covering down on some major ground across the northern half of the beautiful state of Alabama. I'm talking about down south of Birmingham, up north of Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, back to Gaston, parts of Georgia, Tennessee, Mississippi, thrown in just for good measure. All right. Hey, um, listen, we're going to switch gears here, and I will tell you that the text lines are still going. If you want to text in, 833-687-4448. That's also the number you can call on. It's 833-68-RIGHT. Um, tell me your thoughts. i got several folks who got thoughts. Remember, we got somebody new on the text line there, too, right at the very top. Uh, racing from Hawaii. Love the fact that we got a guy in Hawaii that texts in. But Raisin from Hawaii just texted in with regards to the bank bailout. Says they assumed, I'm sorry, I got the wrong one here. He said uh, the bank bailout's another deep state plan to take more control over we the people. I agree. I agree. Keep your eyes open. Um, With regards to the unholy alliance in the Middle East that I am uh, about to start talking about, uh, Brian from Huntsville texted in and says, who holds Bagram today? Yep, that would probably be China. Um, Donna from Coleman texts in, said, according to the Wall Street Journal, the FDIC is planning an SVB bank auction. That's interesting. I, and, I, and I figured they would because uh, you've got to have a means. There's got to be somebody in there to actually oversee the selling off of the assets. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, yep, okay. And uh, is there a name on the new person yet? Not yet. Yes, there is. is it, who is it? Mike from Huntsville. Oh, oh it's Mike from Huntsville? Uh, I, oh, I see. He's the same one that called in earlier. Okay. All right. Appreciate it, Mike. Thank you. Appreciate you being on the text line, too. All right. Hey, uh, let me jump into number two of the Triple Dipper. I'm calling it the Unholy Alliance. If you have not heard, and, and by the way, this this it's not good that not only had we not heard, <laughs> that it sounds like the Biden administration had not heard. But history was made this past Thursday or Friday when it was suddenly announced that China, China had brokered a deal to reestablish diplomatic relations between Saudi Arabia and Iran. Do you remember a few years ago when Saudi Arabia hosted President Trump for a major state visit and established what appeared to be a new level of relations with Saudi Arabia? A nation that certainly has its warts and blemishes, of course it does. Some of our other allies also have their own warts and blemishes. And and yet, immediately upon taking office, President Biden referred to them, I think he referred to them as a pariah. I forgot what exactly he said. But basically he said he didn't like Saudi Arabia, had no intent to really pursue that level. Of, so it just fell apart. It just kind of began to falter. And, and we, we lost our standing in the Middle East. If you don't think we lost our standing in the Middle East, which technically Afghanistan is not the Middle East, it's Southwest Asia. But nonetheless, if you don't think we lost our standing in the Middle East with that pullout debacle of Afghanistan, then think again, because the whole world saw it. And the Middle East especially paid attention. They're like, wow, gum. We thought that the, the way that Obama pulled out of, you know, Obama-Biden pulled out of uh, Iraq the first time, creating the ISIS vacuum, we thought that was bad. And then all of a sudden, he just like jerked everybody out of Afghanistan, lost 13 of his service members in one of the worst days of the war, and then left a bunch of equipment and abandoned a bunch of Americans. And everybody's like, what the heck? Can you even count on America? Well, I don't think you can count on much of America under the Biden administration. I mean, we'll write you big checks, but what are we going to do when it comes down to it? 
So 1945.com, I go there quite frequently. 1945.com has a headline that says, History Made, China Brokers in Iran-Saudi Arabia Rapprochement. After more than seven years of estrangement, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and the Islamic Republic of Iran have agreed to reestablish their diplomatic relations. This major breakthrough between two arch enemies in the Middle East was mediated by the Chinese government, according to both Tehran and Riyadh. China's top diplomat, Wang Yi, has been leading mediation talks with Iran's National Security Council. It gives, here's the, here's the key line, it gives Beijing significant diplomatic clout because they orchestrated the mediation. It does. In the absence of the United States having diplomatic strength in the region, we suddenly find a diplomatic vacuum, and China wasted no time getting it. They, put, they went in both feet. And there's things happening right now where China's doing a lot, by the way, in our own southern hemisphere down in South America. China's establishing itself around the world. China is literally saying, hey, where the U.S. falters, we will show up. And they are. Um, Tehran and Riyadh uh, first had a security cooperation agreement in the, in the early 2000s, but it broke off, uh, and it especially broke off when the Iranians began funding the uh, Houthi rebels the, uh, and the Houthis in um, um, Yemen, right there uh, uh, near Saudi Arabia, and it was, it was getting ugly. Then there was a major attack on Saudi Arabian oil assets, and about 50% of their oil uh, capacity went down for a period of time in an attack that was, by the way, believed strongly to be because of Iran. So, yeah, there have been no relations. These are enemies. They're in detente. There's serious talk about whether there could be a war between the two and what that would do to the price of oil around the world. But right now we're looking at China stepped in and apparently made it happen. It doesn't end there, by the way. Xi, apparently, according to a story I just saw a moment ago in the news, uh, Chairman Xi of uh, China is uh, planning to meet with Putin as early as next week. So China, Russia, China now engaging Saudi Arabia, Iran. CBS News reports on the issue, too. After implementing the decision, the foreign ministers of both nations will meet to exchange their ambassadors. The joint statement issued by both Iran and Saudi Arabia calls for the reestablishing of ties, the reopening of embassies. And Chairman Wang could be heard offering in the statement wholehearted congratulations for their wisdom. Okay, so what he's basically doing, they're, they're, they're not hiding it. China doesn't want to hide this. They want the world to know. They stepped in where the United States fell out, and they filled a void. It's not good for us, y'all. I, I say it on the show all the time. Use the acronym DIME, D-I-M-E, Diplomacy, Information, or Intelligence, Military and Economic. Those are the four means by which we project foreign power. Those are the four means by which you have influence in the world. Diplomacy in the Middle East for the United States is, is tanking. We can't get a thing done right now. And China is stepping in and making us look like goobers. I'm just telling you. We look like diplomatic goobers right now. Like, who are the... Who are the who are the school children running diplomacy for the Biden administration? What possibly can they do? New York Times reports that this is true. I mean, it's, it's this bad. It was only five years ago that Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, MBS they call him, the, uh, the, the, basically the ruler of, of Saudi Arabia, 
He said, in his words, with regards to the Iran supreme leader, said he makes Hitler look good. That's how bad things are. When the president of one country is calling the president of another country, basically, uh, a Hitler lookalike, that ain't, that, that, that's not good relations. But last week it says, in, the world, in, the, in, a, in a development that had the world doing a double take, the Saudis not only reestablished diplomatic relations with Tehran, but they spoke lovingly of each other, sharing one fate. Here's, here's the thing that shouldn't be. It says, the timing of the reconciliation was a surprise to many analysts. If that's true, if the Biden State Department was surprised by this, that means we were completely shut out of the process. Now, the New York Times goes on to say, well, now the Saudis kept the uh, Biden administration apprised of the negotiations. Sure they did. So on the one hand, you point out that it was a surprise to many analysts. But they were, they were telling us things as they went along. Sure they were. Sure they were. What's really happened is the U.S. was shut out. In my opinion, you're looking at a, a, at a Middle East, the flashpoint of, of, of war perpetually, where Iran is trying to go nuclear. Saudi Arabia does not want to have a nuclear Iran. The two are in, in detente. The United States can't get a thing done. So what happens? Our near-peer adversary on the world stage steps in and becomes us, if you will. The United States got replaced by China as China came in and takes the credit for establishing relations. You know, we had the Abraham Accords. Just a few years ago under the Trump administration, the Abraham Accords were bringing peace like we had never seen before, where nations that had been opposed to Israel were signing up for the Abraham Accords. The, the U.S. Embassy was moved to Jerusalem. Things were changing in the Middle East. And they were changing whether Iran was happy or not. As Iran continues to be an adversary and one of the chief exporters of terrorism around the world. And now all of a sudden, China shows up because the U.S. can't get it done anymore, apparently, under the Biden administration. And we look feckless. We absolutely look feckless as China fills the role. I got a little more on this. Tell you what, Boomer, go ahead and take us to a break, brother. We'll do that right now. We'll take the break. We'll come back. Finish up this section on the unholy alliance brewing right now in the Middle East. And then top of the hour, we're going to switch gears, talk about big fat money. State Senator Chris Elliott calling in. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right. Well, uh, going back to number two of the Triple Dipper, the unholy alliance brewing right now in the Middle East. China stepping in where the Biden administration has failed and negotiating a brokered arrangement for reestablishment of diplomatic relations between Saudi Arabia and Iran. Now, first of all, Am I glad that Saudi Arabia and Iran may have established relations? Maybe. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Iran, period. I'm not a huge fan of Saudi Arabia, but I'm a far bigger fan of Saudi Arabia than I am of Iran. That's for sure. Uh, 
Iran is 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 not just prone to mischief. Iran is is prone to terror. They they are the chief exporter of terror in in the world, if I'm not mistaken. But I want to make sure that we get this in breakingdefense.com. Breakingdefense.com. The White House says it welcomes the Beijing brokered Iran Saudi Saudi uh, rapprochement, and it's not about China. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's ridiculous. And once again, John Kirby gets trotted out there to, you know, I used to think John Kirby was kind of like smooth and pretty good. The more I, more I watch him, the more he just gets under my skin. It's almost like he's condescending to anyone he speaks to. It's kind of like, you know, why would you even ask that question? So the White House spokesman is downplaying Beijing's role in brokering a new agreement between Saudi Arabia and Iran, saying that while the U.S. is keeping an eye on its greatest geopolitical rival, this is not about China. Yes, it is. That's ridiculous. The very <laughs> you got our near peer adversaries stepping in where we have been the lead for decades, and and brokering deals between people that we have great concerns about and strong relationships with. Saudi Arabia is one of our biggest allies in the Middle East. They are, whether you know, whether we all like everything that each other does or not. And China steps into our void. It's really not about China. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. China thinks it's all about China. How about that? China's loving this. China's like, yeah, yeah, how you like us now? In the end, if this deal can be sustained, says John Kirby, regardless of what the impetus was or who sat down at the table, we welcome that. Any effort to de-escalate tensions there in the region is in our interest. Okay, take that road if you want to, but leave off the phrase where you say it's not about China because it freaking is about China. Just get over that. It just is. Um, the joint statement that was put out by Iran and Saudi Arabia says this was part of a noble initiative of the Chinese president, Xi Jinping. I guarantee you that was a phrase they were asked to use. Uh, I, I would feel confident that that's something, that the phraseology of that, a noble initiative, it sounds like something that would come uh, you know, from a, uh, an Asian perspective, uh, the, the phraseology there. And so they, they wanted probably a statement with those, you, those words so they could actually translate it the exact way they wanted it to sound to the people of China. Kirby, who noted that, this is John Kirby, the, 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 the National Security Council spokesperson, who noted that Saudi Arabia kept the U.S. apprised of the talks. Sure he did. You knew about it all along. Everything, hey, nothing to see here. We knew about this. You didn't know about this. We knew about this. No, you didn't. He said he would push back hard on the idea the U.S. had withdrawn from the region in recent years, leaving an opening for China. There's, we, we're not out of the loop. Not us. What are you talking about? He says, as far as Chinese influence there or in Africa or in Latin America, it's not like we have blinders on. We certainly want China, watch China as they try to gain influence. They just floated a balloon across the entire United States. They just, they just took pictures of everybody between Alaska and Carolina. Meanwhile, things keep going on like story from U.S. News here dated over the weekend. Did you know that Iran is buying Sukhoi fighter jets from Russia? <laughs> well, they are. Iran has reached a deal to buy advanced Su-35 fighter planes from Russia, Iranian state media said on Saturday. Sukhoi 35s, they're buying Su-35s. There you go. And then John Bolton. Former National Security Advisor John Bolton, according to the New York Post, 
warned that the U.S. is sitting still as China broadens its relationship with Russia after it brokered a diplomatic breakthrough between Iran and Saudi Arabia. China is becoming the backer of all the people and in the vacuum of all the places where the U.S. is waning in influence. According to John Bolton, we are sitting still, and the Chinese, the Russians, the Iran, North Korea, and several others are moving to shore up their relations and threaten us in a lot of different places. It's an indication, he says, that the Saudis and others are trying to hedge their bets with China and Russia because they don't think the United States has the resolve and the fortitude necessary to do what they need to to protect the world against Iran and its intentions. And here's, here's a key point. I, I said that I, the other day on the show, I had, I had a whole section where I covered this very thing. He says the Chinese have a strategy they've been following. We kind of wander around from day to day. You hearing it? There is no foreign policy from the Biden administration. There is no strategy how to handle things. There's a hurry up and catch up. That's, that's what they do. They, they, they're constantly, they're reactive. We have a reactive foreign policy, and that's never good. Reactive foreign policies are the kind where things happen like us not knowing that there was a deal, a rapprochement between Iran and Saudi Arabia. This is not good. Meanwhile, we're having to sanction Iran because they have a China-based drone procurement network that is being used to also help fund the war in Ukraine. It goes on and on. Here's the bottom line, folks. The Biden administration has no foreign policy. None. They have, they have diplomats. The Biden administration has people that say that they work on foreign policy matters. But have you, have you ever heard what the Biden foreign policy is? You can go back and look at Trump. And it was, it was, it was enshrined in America first. You can look at the Bush doctrine. You can look at Gosh, way back to the Reagan, the Reagan doctrine with you know, peace through strength. You can you can look at you know things like you know Nixon uh, chasing communism. You can look at JFK having a foreign policy. You can look at the Monroe Doctrine if you want to go back in history. And and what we would do in our hemisphere. What is the Biden doctrine? Nobody knows. And in the absence of a doctrine or a strategy or something cohesive. In the wake of things like the Afghanistan pullout debacle and the Iran nuclear deal debacle and, and the other issues that you see around the world, the world just goes, uh, okay, who else we got? And right now they got China. And China's showing up big. And like John Bolton said, China has a strategy. We are just wandering around. And that's what it looks like. Our foreign policy... The visual image for our foreign policy is Biden trying to find his way off the stage. That's what it is. How do I get out of here? Which way do I go? That's our foreign policy. All right, folks, we're switching gears. Going to number three on the Triple Dipper. Man, Boomer, number three. Wow, going into the third hour, too. Stop! State Senator Chris Elliott calling in. We'll be right back. <laughs> 